You are listening to the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast, a part of the Four Beardsmen Sports Network. Hello there. Welcome to the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Beard Brother Dylan. And I'm Beard Brother AJ. And we are here today to bring you part two of our of our draft breakdown part two I, uh, electric boogaloo yeah <laughs> and uh give you some not so necessary nfl news because it's been a slow week and this is our second episode this week so i uh i'm trying to scour bleacher report right now for anything remotely relevant um <laughs> i mean nothing lot. has happened within the two days of our recordings <laughs> yeah i mean philip rivers Landed himself a head coaching gig at a, at his old high school in, in Alabama. Alabama. Once he's done and over with the NFL, probably in the next year or two. So good for him. He, we talked about it before the show. He's he seems perfect for a head coaching job for a high school, honestly. Because as I mentioned, the man has forty two of his own children. He's mm-hmm. got to be okay with kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did have the NFL schedule release. Um, some notable news from that uh texans didn't get any primetime games so a little weird to see uh deshaun watson not have any primetime games now he could be flexed into one uh for sunday night football so we'll see if that uh that comes to fruition but it's just a little strange to see that he's not going to have a primetime game i know Um, uh steffi tweets you know good good friend of the show was saying something that uh the bills have more primetime games than the kansas city chiefs yeah, weird. <laughs> uh, the, the Super Bowl, the chance. Bucks, the Bucks lead in primetime games. That's not surprising. To Tom Brady. Yeah, oh my God, Tom Brady. <laughs> Peyton Manning roasted his ass. Oh, that was so yeah. good. What, and right in front of Phil Mickelson and, and Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. <laughs> and they Tom took it like a champion. Yeah, they're they're Peyton and Tom are good friends. So that was fun to see. Um, some biggest quarterback matchups. Uh, as I'm scrolling past that, um, Rogers versus Brady in week six. Uh, we got Mahomes versus Breeze in week 15. That's probably my my hype game of the season as Saints versus Chiefs in week 15. I think week one is Breeze versus Brady, isn't it? Yeah, Bree- Breeze versus Brady in week one and week nine. So you get a, a starting point and a midway point, like perfectly right in the middle. Um, Lamar versus Deshaun in week two. Uh, Mahomes versus Lamar in week three. Uh, there was, I thought, another one in week three. I'm missing. No. Uh, we get to see the battle of the rookie quarterbacks. Hopefully, two is healthy and playing by then. I'm assuming he will be. Uh, week 13, Joe Burrow versus Tua. So I think that far into the yeah. season, Tua should be starting. Yeah. Fitzpatrick, like, all right, kid, I've had enough. Go out there yeah, and do some. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about inter- just interesting overall matchups. That's cool. I, I didn't think about this before I saw it today. That uh, New Coffin's gonna is gonna get to go against Jalen Ramsey twice a year again, except instead of the uh, AFC South, they get to do it in the NFC West now. <laughs> and you were saying something about the Watt brothers as well. Yeah, they. Uh, where did that go? I, so I think Steelers that Steelers and Texans. One. Yeah, Steelers and Texans play each other week three. Yeah, so the uh, Derek and TJ Watt of the Steelers will be playing against JJ Watt. So I'm sure that'll be a fun little family affair and their parents will be there wearing like three split, jerseys. split jerseys yeah. 
we've seen two-way split jerseys. I'm looking forward to seeing a three-way one. Make it happen. If not, you're bad parents. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, if you ever listen to the show, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, Derek Brown signed his rookie deal. Uh, $23 million guaranteed. Yeah. I'm just trying to slowly scroll up here and see what else we might have missed. I don't think there's a whole lot else. My computer is so fucking slow. Yes, a uh, AJ Epineza signed four years, five point eight, uh, five point eight mil. Yeah, second round deal. Sounds, yep. sounds right. About a, a um, one point eight signing bonus. Uh, SB Nation had a vote on uh, percentages for which is the best primetime game of next season, or just the biggest game of next season as mm-hmm. Lamar and Pat Ravens and Chiefs in Week Three, and then. Um, Forty-two uh, percent of fans chose the Dolphins versus Jaguars as the worst primetime game. I'm assuming that's a Thursday night game because I did not see that on the Monday night schedule. Monday night at least has one good team, or one what I'm guessing is going to be a relevant team in each of those games. Yeah. So, except Booger McFarland's going to be calling those games, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the Browns have a Monday night game, don't they? Yes. Who do they play they so I know which team's going to win? I think the Browns have two. Um, I'm bringing up the schedule for it right meow. Sorry, I'm just still continuously scrolling through. To see. Um, Browns and Ravens, week 14 on Monday Night Football. And that's the only one they have. Oh, the not-so-notable signing of the week. Jags signed quarterback Mike Glennon to back up. Gardner Minshew, who just a veteran presence. He was on the Raiders and the Bears and the Bucks, and apparently never played because I've never heard his name. He played for the Bucks a while back, and then I think he may have started a game, a couple games for the Bears, but he didn't play for the Raiders at all because Derek Carr was healthy. Fair enough. Uh, and then just some minor things that the NFL can do to get back, uh, bounce back from COVID. Oh man! I say I'm not really seeing a whole lot. Let's see here. Oh yeah, here was the other one. Uh, some notable wide receiver. Um, yeah, sorry, uh, wide receiver cornerback matchups. Uh, Stephon Gilmore against DK Metcalf in Week Two. Look forward to seeing that. Uh, Marcus Peters trying to cover Tyreek Hill in Week Three. Right on the Chiefs <laughs> again. Um, I, I this is probably my favorite one. Jeff Okuda against Mike Thomas. Um, we'll see if he ends up covering him or if they try to put a veteran like uh, Desmond Trufant on him. But I would love to see them let, let Buckeye go go up against another Buckeye. That'd be actually a very good matchup. Yeah, uh, Week 12, it's not pictured in this, but it shows here Week 12, Keenan Allen versus Trey, uh, Tredavious White. So, I, re- I really like Tredavious White. I do too. I like him a lot. Yeah, you remember last year when he picked that fucking offensive play sheet flew under the field. And he <laughs> yeah. was picking it up and like trying to flip through it. <laughs> he got like a, a decent look at that ref was like, give me that. Yeah. The ref was all over that. Um, let's see here. Oh, and then uh, Odell gets to return to MetLife Stadium to play the Giants in week 15. That was another big one. And I believe... Oh, and I'm going to call myself out here real quick. 
I had a blunder on last week's episode. So if you guys listen to it, I'm calling myself out right now. Uh, I had nobody tell me. I just thought about it afterwards. Uh, Jamal Williams is still with the Packers, so it makes A.J. Dillon even more gross. But um, I, I, it was something I had seen on, on Sleeper. I saw Jay Williams, free agent, thought it was Jamal Williams. It was, in fact, Jonathan Williams, formerly of the Colts. So threw me off a little bit. So got to watch out with those, uh, uh, with those similar names. Watch out for uh, D. Johnson, Houston running back trades. Make sure you get the one you want. Yeah, right. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't see why you'd want either of them. Maybe I, Duke, uh, unless David unless David Johnson, David Johnson has a resurgence this year. Yeah, he could be sneaky this year. It just depends on how well he could do. Oh, and then the big news going around Twitter is uh, Earl Thomas's wife got arrested uh, for holding him at gunpoint. Yeah, Actually, everybody was okay. There was a, a weird situation. I'm not going to go into it, but we'll, uh, we'll leave it at weird situation. Yeah, a it very was weird definitely situation. Interesting. Yeah, if you're so inclined to look it up yourself go for it but there was oof. some uh, abbreviated dr pepper involved <laughs> <laughs> oh that took a second oh that took a second i was waiting for that that key to turn for you <laughs> oh you're gross <laughs> uh but yeah so moving on we will jump right into this should be a pretty short episode honestly uh, we will jump into our AFC. Uh, I don't even remember what I called the segment. <laughs> Grading greatness. Yeah, or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, so we will jump in. We'll we'll do the same breakdown as we had for the last episode. East, west, north, south. So um, not not then, to cut you off. I was looking at Joe Burrow to see if he had signed yet. He, he is still not signed, and I guess there's really no intentions on signing yet. Because he's holding he's off waiting for the COVID stuff. The cooties, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that on Bleacher Report. I just didn't think it was even for our not so necessary NFL news. Yeah, it was, still it was extra already. not necessary. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we will open up. I'll try to go through alphabetically here. Um, were you, we'll we're starting up. what back in the East? Yes, with the Bills. Uh, I just gotta make sure I have everyone that they signed. I actually, um, everything, a lot of the things I've seen, they've been pretty mediocre on, on their, on their draft. Mm-hmm. I, I do include their first round pick, Stephon Diggs, awesome snag. I think yeah, uh, he's he's the tallest receiver out of all their starting wide receivers. Yeah, at six foot even. Um, but I think being able to grab uh, AJ Epinesa in the second round, get themselves a good pass rusher opposite of Jerry Hughes, and to be able to grab Zach Moss who's literally the opposite of Devin Singletary. He is a massive, massive man. Devin Singletary is like five foot seven. Yeah, like he's, he's your, your – it was it's basically the way I liked it, their, their team, their, their matchup together, was like um, Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Because, you know, Royce, much like Zach Moss, giant bowling ball of a human just mm-hmm. plowing through everybody with, you know, Philip Lindsay and Devin Singletary are bouncing around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Think of it as uh, when Philly had Darren Sproles and LeGarrette Blount. It's LeGarrette Blount, Blount but it's it's spelled yeah. Blount. <laughs> yeah, in the same but, kind uh, of situation. Just you got one to run it up the gut and one to be a little more fancier on the outside rushes. Mm-hmm. And then Gabriel Davis, uh, kind of a project in the fourth round at wide receiver, somebody to help give them a little bit of depth. They did grab Jake Fromm 
State Farm um, in, in the fifth round. Uh, now, to get him in the fifth round is fine. It's just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they would have to change their entire scheme. He is a West Coast style. He was knocked for his lack of arm strength. And I don't think he's mobile. Yeah, but not he's as mobile as Josh Allen. As mobile as Josh Allen. No. Um, Josh Allen's I, in like the top ten of mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. Shit, even like top seven, top five, even. Yeah. So I know that. I know they did sign the contract with Jake as well. I think it was four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, usually it's it's four years for your rookie contract. Yeah. Fully with that, guaranteed, but with that fourth fifth round, fifth round money. No, fifth round options only for first rounders. Oh, okay. Fifth year option, sorry, not fifth round. <laughs> but yeah, I that just it's weird because if he ends up being the backup quarterback there, I still think Matt Barkley is better <laughs> at this point. But Jake Fromm, like their offensive coordinator, would completely have to change how he plays offense mm-hmm. going from Josh Allen to Jake Fromm, State Farm. Um, uh, Tyler Bass or Bass, I think he pronounces it Bass. I'm not sure. But uh, from Georgia Southern, he was one of the top two kickers on my board, went in the sixth round. Um, I think Stephen Hauschka is still there, so he might give him a run for his money. And, uh, yeah, a couple guys I don't know, Isaiah Hodgins and Dane Jackson uh, in the sixth and seventh. But, um, yeah, overall, I give him an A-. minus. I really like their draft. I include the Stephon Diggs as a part of that Yeah, to be able to get a top top flight wide receiver. Um, I th- I still think he's – I think this actually will help him be fantasy relevant because John Brown and Cole Beasley are wide receivers who are able to get open. They're not like top tier pro bowl, all pro wide receivers, of course, but they'll still draw enough coverage away from Stefan Diggs and allow him to get his mm -hmm. amazing route running in. Cause I will say, I think it does kind of, as much as it's going to hurt John Brown and Cole Beasley, cause a lot of those targets are going to go to Stefan Diggs. I mm-hmm. think in a way it kind of also helps him because it's going to pull away some of those top-end cornerbacks to mm-hmm. digs instead of them. Yeah. So, I – and it's – don't get me wrong. I love Josh Allen as a prospect. I still think he's outperformed what a lot of people thought he would do, even though mm-hmm. he was, what, the seventh pick. Um, but he he can be inaccurate at times. So, uh, it, it might be a little bit frustrating if you're a Stephon Diggs owner in dynasty or redraft watching him get missed on, on a couple balls here or there. So that's why he's not up in like the top end of, of wide receivers up there with like nuke and Michael Thomas and Julio Jones and guys like that. Yeah. See, but if you want a ball thrown over the mountains, you call your boy, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Might not know exactly where it's going to land on the other side of that mountain, but, but it's be- going over it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a minus for the bills uh, move on to the dolphins. Uh, they started off very promising for me, uh, sticking with Tua and not taking the, I I think, almost surefire bust in Justin Herbert. I, it like, it's progressing worse and worse for me. The more I <laughs> every I time you Justin talk Herbert, about Justin Herbert, you just sound shittier and shittier about it. It just gets worse <laughs> and worse, man. Um, but yeah, I I would like I want to see him do well. I I have nothing against him. I just I think he's got the most bust potential of just about any first round player. Yeah, well, not any first round player. There's some other ones out there, but um, one of them's on the Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> let me. I'm trying to find it, but you have to apologize. This fucking dinosaur of a laptop. What are you looking up? Because I got a whole bunch of stuff in front of me too. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the Dolphins draft, and then as I scroll up, it just stops. I must say, because you you got two of. For their first pick was on Tua. 
Did yeah, they, I know they took Austin Jackson. And then Noah... Igbenogany. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they went back to the offensive line again. They got Robert Hunt, Raquan mm-hmm. Davis, Brandon Jones is safety, and a bunch of guys I've never heard of, Solomon Kinley, Jason Strobridge. They got a couple edge rushers. So their, their first round, this is what was supposed to be solidifying them, right? Yeah. And, and what they traded away all those players with Tunsil and Stills to the Texans and um, almost, I think he was an all-pro selection, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick to the pa- uh, Patriots. Uh, Steelers. Uh, Steelers, yeah. I was thinking P, Pittsburgh, Patriots. <laughs> but uh, uh, Austin Jackson's the one that worries me a little bit. I, I do understand them grabbing offensive line. They needed to to be able to protect Tua because he's going to need it, uh, especially if he ends up playing this year. But um, And I do like Igbenogany a lot. I just think they spent so much money on defense. Like, I feel like they didn't draft a single wide receiver, I don't think. Uh, so yes, their very last pick at 246, they picked Malcolm Perry. Okay, so like literally the one of the last He played for Navy. Draft. Yeah. So who literally runs uh, – oh, wait. That's a running back. Boss. I said wide receivers. They did not draft a wide receiver. Um, Perry, wide receiver. Oh, my NFL one says Malcolm Perry, running back, Navy. Oh, weird. Yeah. So, yeah, they they didn't. They're trusting in Devontae Parker. I don't. I can't think of any wide receivers that they might have signed in free agency. But I, they're sticking with him, Albert Wilson, um, Preston Williams coming back hopefully well from that ACL injury because he was he was relevant in the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they're, so they're going to try to wait it out with those guys. They might spend high capital on one next year. Yeah. And uh, it just – it kind of sucks because it does cap to a – for his rookie season, I don't think a whole lot of people were holding out hope for him, especially with the, him coming off the injury. But overall, I did still like their draft. Um, them going offensive line heavy with what? Three offensive linemen in the first four rounds. Um, yeah. Uh, Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt, who I do like a lot. I watched some tape on him. Uh, and then Solomon Kinley, I did not watch any tape on. But that's still, they're spending a good amount of capital on that offensive line, which was atrocious last year. To, that's And that's being nice about it. Yeah. Probably, it, honestly, they might have been one of the worst offensive lines ever in the history of the NFL. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. Texas, Cleveland might give them a good run. Yeah, uh, I think Raquan Davis and Brandon Jones were a bit of a steal in the draft. Uh, so overall, uh, they get a B plus for me. I, I think they didn't necessarily nail the draft. I thought that they did well in helping them rebuild and become relevant, and not the Dolphins that we know from now. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah I was hoping they wouldn't squeak like that. Ooh. Um, I just I I really hope Tua comes out healthy. I think. Watch for my dynasty share of him. Fair point. I mean, even though I don't have any shares of him anywhere, well, except for the actually, now that I think about it, the other dynasty league that we're in. Um, because I got him, we got bored, (laughs) yeah. But quarantine is is hitting us heavy, and we we were bored, and we were like, oh, shit, they need two people to fill in. Fuck it. We I had the first pick in the draft, unfortunately, had the seventh, but yeah, you have a you have way more depth on your team than I do. I also have a lot I, – I still am so shocked by the amount of bench spots in that fucking league yeah. and how every player – or everybody in each other team has every other player that's any anybody. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah, – they should have they 
they should have allowed. If you're having new people come in, uh, say like we did in the draft, so players are locked. Once the draft is over, you should allow new owners to have one day of waivers because everybody yeah. else had was able to do waivers up until that point. Yeah, because I, I missed out on Blake Jarwin. And, like, yeah. the guy that took Blake Jarwin from me didn't even fucking need a tight end. Yeah, no. Yeah, they're just playing but, defense at that point. Yeah, but to go back to Tua, I watching all his highlights, he's fun as fuck to watch, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in the NFL. Hopefully, you know, we had talked at the beginning of the show how we think, you know, by thir- by week 13 he should be starting. And healthy and, yeah. I could possibly see that a bit sooner, probably on week nine, depending oh, on. No, I, could, I could see him starting way sooner than that. I'm just saying, I'm hoping by yeah. the week 13 game, he's he's in there, he's healthy. So that's, that. I'm very, I'm very excited to see what he does in the league. He's the only one of this entire draft of the Dolphins that I even remotely close to looking Yeah, to. give a shit. I, I'll be rooting for Noah Igbenogany, um, especially because his name and I can pronounce it correctly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just uh, overall I did like their draft. That's why they got a B plus for me, and that's that was the main reason too. Was they took Tua instead of Justin Herbert? There was rumors a plenty of them, like, oh man, they're so worried. But they had it happen before where they passed on a, a quarterback coming off of an injury and went with Dante Culpepper instead in free agency, and that was Drew Brees. Big oof. Yeah. Well, then you got to so. think what the Chargers traded him, and then look what happened. Traded who? Drew Brees. No, they let him go because they, oh, they, they had drafted Phillip Rivers that year. Uh, Drew Brees started, got hurt uh, towards Labrum, and then they let Phillip Rivers come in. They're like, okay, well, we'd spent first-round pick on Phillip Rivers. He was a – oh, God, what was he? He was the – ended up being the fourth pick, basically, because yeah. they, they swapped with the Giants. Yeah, that um, was the Eli thing. Yeah. So they were like, well, we spent high capital on him. Uh, Drew Brees was a – the first pick of the second round, if I remember correctly, back in 2000, 99, something like that. And now look at him. Yeah. So I, uh, let me see here. Yeah. They, they, they were like, fuck it. We're not, we're not fucking up with an injury quarter or injured quarterback. Again, we're going to send out our own guy, which they did to test him out and see how he looked. And they, they felt fine with it. And I think it was the right pick. So uh, moving on to the J E T S jets, jets, jets. I really liked their draft. I liked I, their I draft too. a lot. Now they they still got a B plus from me, just because I feel like of the four big tackles, I think Makai Becton will end up being the worst or has the the potential to be the worst out of that class. Because like I said, being that big, it's it's difficult. It's really difficult to to be that size and keep agile and keep your weight down to to play offensive tackle in this league. I say- so. Because I have that kind of weight, and I don't move around that much. And I don't three seventy. Oh, geez, I didn't think I didn't know he was that high. Yeah, <laughs> I'm closer than you'd think, though. You you have uh, Andrew Thomas weight, like three fifteen, three twenty. I'm at, I'm at three twenty two right now. Yeah, see, called it fucking chunky. <laughs> hefty 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 yeah, i'm way uh, beyond hefty dog but but i i do still like them taking offensive tackle instead of wide receiver here because it's such a deep wide receiver draft and they did yes what i thought they should have did they took the offensive tackle and then in the second round we're able to snag denzel mims who for me is a better route running dk metcalf at this point 
coming yes. where D, where DK was coming out of college as to where Denzel Mims is coming yep. out of college. Now DK Metcalf has a year in the league, so naturally he's better. But I he showed off at the combine and like yeah, he had an awesome forty time. I think he ran like a four four one or a four four two. But he showed off that he can do more than just run fly routes, which is basically all he did run nines down the fucking field yep. <laughs> at Baylor. But he showed foot quickness and the ability to stop, or, you know, start and stop really quickly. So I think they were them able to snag him in the second round. I do like Ashton Davis a lot from Cal. I think he will be a really good um, situational safety where he can play zone and he can play man. He can line up against a good tight end or shadow a good running back and, and still be able to make plays. Um, and then uh, is it Jabari Zuniga? Edge uh, from Florida. Sounds- Right. The only tape I saw on him was what they showed at the draft combine, uh, or not draft combine, the the actual NFL draft, and I was actually very impressed. Uh, just from naturally, they show the best plays, so it's it's hard to tell. But they did they do need a little more help um, getting somebody off the edge. So taking a flyer on somebody in a third round, I think is a is a good pick. Yeah, just look at some of his stats here. He's got a, he ran a four six forty. Damn. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of man coming at you pretty mm-hmm. fucking fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, LaMichael P. Ryan, who's my probably least favorite running back in this class, but they have Love Bell there, so he's not going to see much time. And the but, infinite one, Frank yep. Gore. Yeah, they, they scooped up. Now, did you – you know, we, we talk about the ballers a lot. Did you hear the reasoning why he's going all these Yes. Teams? Yeah, <laughs> he's actually co- collecting – for the his infinity, infinity they they call him the uh, the Thanos, basically. Yeah, because um, each because Mike broke it down. Each team he's gone to is a different color of. Yeah, he's get he got the orange stone from the Dolphins. He's got the green stone from the Jets now. The blue um, one from Buffalo. Yeah. Um, and the the gold one from the Forty ers Yeah, and he has the red one from somebody else, or maybe it was red for Buffalo. And blue from Colts. It was blue yeah. from the Colts and then red from Buffalo. And then, yeah, so now, and then San Francisco. So everybody said we either need to get him away from or get him to Minnesota. Yeah, or the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll get the, the purple stone. Yeah. Which is, oh, God, is that the space stone? I think it's the that. space stone. I'm I say, sure it, it allows you to warp. I'm, I'm going to get some hate here because I have mentioned it and I've mentioned it to Alex. I have only seen Iron Man. <laughs> I haven't seen no other Marvel movies. You fucking bum. Do you have access to Disney Plus? I have no intentions of seeing any of them because you I'm really not. Should. I'm not a comic book guy. Neither am I. I've, I've However, read some comic books. Yeah, I've read some comic books, but yeah, I mean, I have a fucking the Mandalorian tattoo. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little jagged in it, her. It's whatever. It's the way I'm twisting my arm. It looks crooked. I, I love telling people that and getting their reactions. Like, you've never seen that? I'm like, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> now, the Patriots, for me, moving on. Um, I'm not a fan of their draft, but... Neither Bill, was I. Bill, Bill knows what he's knows doing, though. what he's doing, man. I yeah. mean, at least Bill's dog does. Oh, yeah, I Bill's dog, you know, he, he only drafts the goodest of boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they got a C from me. I was not a huge, huge fan. And like, I understand them not wanting to take a quarterback. I think they have who they, who they need there right now with, with, uh, with Stidham, if they believe in him. And then 
with Brian Hoyer backing him up, who's, uh, I mean, honestly been a serviceable, serviceable back. And he's familiar them. with the system. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they get a C for me just because personally, I don't like their players. Uh, I'm not Bill Belichick though. Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. He knows what he needs. Yep. Um, Kyle Duggar, when they had their pick of safeties, they went with Kyle Duggar first. Um, when I believe there was think. no Xavier McKinney might have been taken one pick before them. Um, but I mean, Grant Delpit and Ashton Davis, and you know, there's a, a plethora of guys. But Kyle Duggar from a small school, Lenore Ryan, uh, Josh, Josh, Josh Uchi. I can't fucking talk. It's the sh sounds that always fuck me up. Yes, they do. <laughs> from uh, from Michigan, he. Uh, I mean, honestly, seems like he would fit perfectly in another scheme with them losing Kyle Van Noy. He'll probably slot right in and still be highly productive in their system. Uh, same thing with Anthony Jennings. That two outside edge rushers. That's what they needed in the draft. They did trade down from their first round pick to to stack some more picks. Yeah, uh, and then they went tight end, tight end, uh, which they have no worthy tight ends in their system. I mean, they still had Gronk technically, but he on retired just to get traded to the Bucks. Um, I was looking up something because you had mentioned you thought Xavier McKinney was already off the board mm-hmm. with Kyle Duggar. He was the pick before. So Kyle it, Duggar was the pick before. Or no, McKinney? it was Xavier McKinney then Kyle Duggar. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. And then, but say, but one pick at the same that. time, you still had Grant Delpit and Winfield Jr. on the board. Yeah, and Winfield Jr. was the other one that I was thinking of. Yeah. So because the Browns ended up snagging Grant Delpit, which I was very happy about, but we'll get into that later. Yes. Um. But yeah. Uh. Where was I? Yeah, uh, Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. Uh, people are talking that they're trying to go with the old Aaron Hernandez and Gronk route without the murder. So <laughs> they took the highest kicker of everybody because, honestly, I mean, they let Gostowski go finally. He's been very injury-prone, misses extra points unnecessarily. Uh, Justin Warwasser from Marshall. Uh, I hadn't even heard of him. I knew about Rodrigo Blankenship and I knew about Tyler Bass or Bass. I don't know the fuck you say his name Two, <laughs> one from Georgia and one from Georgia Southern, but they took Justin Warwasser from Marshall. We'll see. He'll probably end up being an amazing kicker because there hasn't been a lapse. They had Adam Benatari and then Gostowski and we'll see this kid if he can fill his shoes. And then a couple other offensive linemen interior, it looks like uh, towards the end of the draft. Yeah. Three. <laughs> oh, and then another linebacker cash. Maluia. That yeah. sounds about right Overall, to me. I knew very, very few of these players. I knew about Josh Uchi just because he plays for Michigan. And, you know, Ohio State plays Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I really knew nothing of any of what, any of the guys that they chose. So Yeah, I just – there was some better options, but Bill knows what fits his schemes. He does. So. Yeah. This could end up being that's probably that's why like a, what it, what most of his draft classes are like a B plus to an A minus. <laughs> that's that's why they made him the GM. He knows mm-hmm. what he wants. Exactly. And now we are going to move on to my worst overall graded. I forget, we went. We're going to the west now, right? Yes. Heading out west. To the left now, yo. And we will start. Like I said, <clears throat> excuse me. Alphabetical order: the Denver Broncos. Let's see. Yep, right there. Um, now I did. I did really like parts of their draft. I just thought maybe in the second round. You know, I I like KJ Hamler. 
Uh, of course, they took Jerry Judy in the first round. Uh-huh. Love the pick, honestly. I, I, I thought him over C.D. Lamb there just because it, it fit what they needed more. They needed a route runner to go along with with Cortland Sutton's ability to stretch the field. So, which Jerry Judy can as well, but have have a, a third down machine, basically. And that's exactly what Jerry Judy is. Um, but KJ Hamler in the second round, I feel like they could have gone a different route. Um, they needed a little bit of interior defensive line and they needed some offensive line help. Um, with, I mean, they ended up taking a center after losing uh, McGovern and here in the third round too. So, um, so overall, I gave them, I believe, a B minus, and they were the highest in this of, of their division. So really, yeah, I I do. Uh, Aqua Bonham, I think if they're running two tight end sense, they're not going to be able to cover them. <laughs> Noah Fant and Aqua Bonham are gonna fucking light it up, dude. As as not a still, pair, yes. Mm-hmm. I I'm iffy still on Drew Locke as a prospect overall, but they did everything that they could. To help to, him, to get him help, exactly. So, so at, you have anybody... at this point, it, it's they're basically setting Drew Lock up. Say you're either going to do good or you're gone, because mm. they're giving him every weapon he needs. I mean, yeah, he was a second round quarterback, so I feel like they can move on from him relatively easily. Yeah, because his contract's not going to be super huge. And I mean, and depending because who, who else is in that in that team for them? Because Flacco's old ass is gone. Yeah, they don't have any, they don't have anybody else. Yeah. So right if if they have to, they'll just grab somebody next year. Did they get Bortles? Hold on. You might have to look it up. Because I am slow as fuck right now. Blake Bortles. No, I'm looking up Broncos QBs. Tick, 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 tick. According to this, Blake Bortles is in the Rams lineup. Oh, he's still with the Rams? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Brett Reapin or Ripen and Jeff Driscoll made it over to the Broncos. From Detroit, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By by way of Cincinnati before that. Ew, so Driscoll's. I I'm actually I'm gonna make my first change right here. I'm going to move him up to a B because they did get Lloyd Cushenberry in the second. And he was one of my higher rated interior offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like them snagging him to re- replace Connor McGovern. Uh, they do still have Garrett Bowles there. Uh, they have, they have a solid offensive line, but I think they needed some interior help, which they did draft a couple guys. So then uh, they did get an interior defensive lineman as well in the third round. So they had three third round picks. Yeah, they they actually did pretty well with the draft. I was I was pleasantly surprised with them. Uh, and then moving on from there, and it actually goes in order from highest to lowest um, when it comes to alphabetical rankings as well. Uh, the Chargers gave a C plus. I think they missed big with Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to um, shit on I, him some more? I, I don't need to at this point. <laughs> he at least goes into a situation where he has talented receivers, but he's going into a situation that has an awful 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 offensive line so they did make some offseason moves uh traded for a oh god yeah they got rid of russell okung and traded for was it trey turner i can't remember his name it was, uh, offensive right offensive guard for the panthers last year and it was kind of a lateral move but not really because what they were paying russell okung was obscene um 
I just I, I liked them moving back up into the first round with the uh, New England Patriots. That's who ended up came, coming up to take their pick. Um, and Kenneth Murray, I liked him a lot. I think Joshua Kelly could be relatively relevant when it comes to helping the team out. I think he could pass uh, Josh Jack Jackson. Uh, Joe Reed, I think KJ Hill in the seventh round was a little bit of a steal. And we'll see if he ends up making the team, but naturally him being from Ohio state, I like him a lot. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, overall they didn't have a second or a third round pick. That's why, you know, they're firmly in a C plus range. I really liked the Kenneth Murray move up and, you know, snagging Joshua Kelly in the fourth to, to help give him some depth in the backfield behind Eckler overall. So C plus for me, I still think Justin Herbert could work out. I'll say that. I'm, I'm going to call my shot and say that he's a bust. And, Right now, and you know, say down the road, if he works out, I'll eat some crow. I'll be happy to. I want him to. I want him to make me eat crow. Right. So, so you don't want them. You don't want them to fail, but you just don't. Mm-hmm. Their their situation isn't good for them to not fail. Yeah. So I, because as I think we talked about it last show, I was gonna say mm-hmm. last week, but it wasn't last week. Um, that the difference between Tyrod and Herbert coming in is that even though their offensive line is hot garbage, that Tyrod can move. Herbert's not. Herbert is. Is he? Okay. He can move really well. Remember he ran like a four, six forty or some shit like that. I I didn't think he was the one. No, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody different. No. I will rescind my comments and shut the fuck up. (laughs) No, he can move. It's just, his ability, he can he can make downfield throws, but he consistently never threw wide receivers open. He never took took mitigated risks. Like he's he's accurate enough, but that's usually the problem. Is if you're not accurate, you're not going to cut it. And he's not super accurate. Yeah. So that's the thing. Is I don't I. I hopefully he can fix it, but uh, you know, especially for I, I've talked about it before on the show. Quarterbacks over six foot five haven't fared well in recent history, so we we shall see. Um, and then it'll move us on to the Chiefs. And though I love 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 their first pick, just because of fantasy relevance, they could have gone so many different directions, and they honestly should have. Uh, they needed interior offensive line help. They needed linebacker help, uh, which the three did- linebackers. Went they before them, get Jordan, Jordan Brooks. Eventually, yes, um, but the three main ones that they were probably hoping one of them fell to them was Jordan Brooks to the Seahawks, uh, Patrick Queen to the Ravens, and Kenneth Murray to the Chargers. Yeah. So, and that's probably why they moved up into the first round. Like they needed somebody to play middle linebacker along with uh, Drew Tranquil, but they were like, "Oh, the Chiefs need a middle linebacker. Let's move up and fuck them." <laughs> <laughs> But let me see overall. Because, of course, they took uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who could almost pass as a doppelganger for Mark Ingram. I don't know if you Very close. Yeah. It's it's almost scary. There's there's some differences. I mean, you look at them, but they're, they're super wide face at the bottom. Yep. And they're, like, kind of – I don't want to say chipmunk, but it, it does. It looks like their cheeks are full. <laughs> like, I'm going to see if I can – Nuts for the winter. I'm trying to find a picture of Mark Ingram when he was drafted. Well, I, I think Hilaire looks more like Mark Ingram now 
because Mark Ingram now has a has a big full beard. Yeah, Mark just Ingram I just looked at Mark Ingram in 2011, and not so much. He had a tiny beard. Um, but yeah, they did get Willie Gay Jr. in the second round, which I think honestly was a good snag for them. But um, not a single interior offensive lineman. They took Lucas Niang uh, from TCU, who's probably it's probably going to sit behind Eric Fisher at this point, who's vastly overpaid. Um, or maybe replace Mitchell Schwartz once he retires, but he's, God, I think he's like 32. I don't think he's as old as I think he is. Um, uh, another safety, which as of right now, that wasn't the most pressing need that they have with Juan, Juan Thornhill there and um, the Honey Badger. I thought they needed corner help. They didn't get one till the seventh round. They really needed corner help, especially with uh, Kendall Fuller leaving. But Overall, it was a bit of a mess for me. They got to see. I do like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and I think that's going to make that offense just even shinier. Um, and then Willie Gay, I think, is a nice piece in the second round. But outside of that, I just don't think they did a whole lot to help themselves. Now, how do you f- – what kind of impact on Damian Williams' fantasy value do you think them driving grabbing Clyde does? I mean, he's not a top 24 running back anymore, honestly. I don't think he is. I think uh, Clyde has a, a will have a better opportunity because he will be involved in so much passing down work. And I'm talking half-point PPR, full PPR. Uh, if it's a regular league, I might not want to touch either one of them, honestly. And say if you're in a standard non-PPR league, I, I don't know how interested I would be in Edwards Hilaire at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Plus, you gotta you got to feel good when – Pat Mahomes, or when Andy Reid asked Pat Mahomes, who do you want? Yeah. And he says your name. Exactly. You're like, well, shit, he clearly knows I'm going to do something here on this team. Mm-hmm. So, because I, the reason I ask is because I know that the GM for Kansas City has said that right now, Damien's still the starter. You know, we're mm-hmm. still going forward with this guy, but you got to believe Clyde's going to sneak into that. Yeah, and for passing down work, I mean, don't get me wrong, Damian Williams is, is a good pass-catching back, but that's just they have no capital invested in Damian Williams outside yeah. of, I think, three, two and a half million dollars. So, I mean, that's nothing. That's cuttable money at this point. Yeah, so, and it's just tough seeing, you know, because he was such a major force in their Super Bowl win. So, yes. the robbed of a Super Bowl MVP, if you ask me. I will agree with that sentiment. But Vegas I, didn't want to pay out as much money, and because Mahomes was the favorite, they Mahomes won MVP. Yep. Vegas was like calling up, like, you better fucking give it to him. Fucking just, Pat just, Mahomes, just, I swear to God. You you give it to that Kermit talking motherfucker right now. <laughs> <laughs> or or our social economy in Vegas. You're bringing a team here. You don't want us to crumble. <laughs> we, we just built you a new Death Star, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the new Death Star, that's a nice segue. Oakland Raiders come in. Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, yeah, Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Whatever. They're still, they still have the stink of Oakland on them. <laughs> Much like the it's still real to me guy in wrestling, it's still Oakland to me, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, got a C-minus from me. I thought that they drafted like Al Davis was still there. They <laughs> went for speed. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of shit. And it's just weird because, like, I thought maybe with with Mike Mayock and 
John Gruden running the show now that maybe they finally turn things around and make some not so chalk Raiders picks. Joke was on you. Yeah. I mean, uh, they took one, two, two and a half run or wide receivers, depending on yeah, what you two, want to look for in Lynn Bowden. In the first three rounds. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going to be their get. He's going to be a gadget player. They're going to use him the same way. Like the chiefs used me Cole Hartman last year. Yeah. Um, but Henry Ruggs, the first wide receiver taken in the draft, they could have had Judy, they could have had Lamb. They said, fuck it. We want the guy who can run in a straight line real, real, real fast. <laughs> he was the third wide receiver on Bama's team. Um, he never showed any statistical promise because he was third on the depth chart uh, because a guy like Jerry Judy was there. And it just – it doesn't make a whole lot of fucking sense to me. It doesn't. It, yeah, like, but when you run a 4240, the Raiders go gimme. <laughs> yeah, and I, I knew it was going to happen, and I, I should have mocked it there, and I didn't. And I just uh, – Damon Arnett, Buckeye, love him. They reached like a motherfucker for him at the night. Yeah, they game. did. They could have had a second or third round grade on him. Yeah, see, so they could have – when his pick went off, I was like, you didn't need him there. They could have taken Gladney, Igbenogany. Um, God, there's so, there's so many other corners that they could have went with. Uh, Christian Fulton, Trayvon Diggs, I mean – any number of guys and they went Damon Arnett and like, we'll see. But, uh, and then Lynn Bowden and Brian Edwards, I just overall them just trying to stack the offense with, with weapons because they're going to have to keep up with the chiefs. I just feel like that's chasing to me. Oh, oh yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. They're chasing the, the greatness coattails of Pat Mahomes who they had to play twice a year. And, <laughs> and uh, it just, also feels like they're, they're trying to make the decision whether they're sticking with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. We got you more weapons. Do something, dude. Mm-hmm. Whether they move into the potential good decision or bad decision in Marcus Mariota, yeah, the same thing. Or maybe this is just them doing a hold off year to get. But that's that's the problem is both of their quarterbacks are known for checking down. That's what yeah. they're known for. And like rugs, don't get me wrong, can run a short route and break it long, but you need somebody. Who, especially with that offensive line, they have a really good offensive line there with, with Trent Brown. And I, I think I, I, he's an awful person, but Richie Incognito is still a very good left guard. Even at the yeah, age he's of 35. a shitty human being. Yeah. Trent Brown playing right tackle was phenomenal. He was one of the few Patriots players that left the Patriots and wasn't a complete bust. Yeah. And I, they have a very good offensive line there, but they don't have a quarterback who can stretch the field to guys like Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs or Tyrell Williams. I mean, he can on occasion, but it's not something that he normally does. So yeah. it, just, it, it blows my mind. You're kind of drafting against the grain at that Which point. is exactly why guys like, you know, Waller did good. Mm-hmm. Why um, Josh Jacobs had a decent year. I, yeah. could, I couldn't think of his name for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, of course, in, in their fashion, they have to take at least one Clemson player. Uh, they did in the third round and the fourth round, so they got two. But uh, <laughs> how they reached for Cleveland Farrell last year at the, what was it, like number four spot? And people were like, what? Like he was an end of the first round, early second round pick. Yeah. And they reached again, and that's just, it seems like this is what they're doing now. And uh, Max Crosby was a guy that they took in the late rounds, ended up being better than Cleveland Farrell. <laughs> and he was he was highlighted in their uh, their hard knocks last year, Max Crosby was. Super, like, kind of southern hillbilly boy who likes his, like me, very much like me, his douchey tattoos. 
Um, but yeah, that'll move us on from the AFC West into the AFC North with the number one overall pick. And because their name starts with a B-E and not a B-R, we're going with the Bengals. With the new Tiger King, Joe Burrow. Mm, Bojangles. I'm sorry. Joe Bengals equals Bojangles. <laughs> and then the fact, you know, I've, everybody knew it was going to happen, them taking Joe Burrow number one. There was some speculation mm-hmm. that they may trade down, which, no, you're not going to do that. No. The fact that they paired him with T. Higgins makes me like their draft even more. Yeah, I think, yeah, the North is my highest rated on average, I believe. So, um, what, where the fuck? They're there. Jesus Christ. Superstar. Yeah, uh, Joe Burrow, first round. Uh, of course, the 101. I think he will be a able to turn this franchise around. I, I do. I just. If not right away, you give him. No, no, not yeah, give him two, three years. Peyton Manning didn't do it overnight in Indianapolis, and Indian- Indianapolis was a fucking joke when he got yeah. there. Troy Aikman didn't do it overnight. They still had a bad season after that. Um, but, yeah, give him give him till 2022. The 2022, 2023 season. If he doesn't have him in the playoffs by then, I've been proven wrong. But um, them snagging T. Higgins, I'm not super big on T. Higgins, but with him – matched up with Joe Burrow, he will slot right in and take over AJ Green's spot. He might not be able to fill those shoes because those are some pretty big shoes to fill. Um, Cause usually one of them has got a boot on it. Um, <laughs> well, everything I've heard, AJ Green's healthy and ready for, good. ready to go yeah. for the season. So good to go. That's and good I news think, for my, uh, for my fantasy team. As I, I think him for free with Joe Burrow, having somebody like AJ Green out there, that's mm-hmm. also going to help him get everything moving in that, in that team. Exactly. I, they still need a tight end there, honestly. Um, but they went linebacker heavy in this draft. They took three uh, in rounds three, four, and seven. Uh, I do like Logan Wilson a lot and uh, Akeem Davis Gaither from Appalachian State. Small school, but they outperform every year. They are like constantly. Appalachian in- State is one of those schools that just pumps out good players. Mm-hmm. Be- and- Same as Boise State. Yeah, it's it's like one of those really small schools that you don't really hear a lot about, but they have good players that come out of. Appa- Appalachian State's a Division One school now, right? I'm pretty sure. I don't they think are. so. I can look that up. Yeah. That way you don't have to keep changing screens. I don't trust me. This this computer needs to go. Oh, they're Division One. Huh? I didn't think they were. I thought they're they were a. Bowl subdivision. I don't know what that means, but it says NCAA Division One. Yeah, I thought they were still Division Two. They got moved up a couple. Of, yeah, 2014, 2015. Hmm. So, yeah, they. I mean, they were so good in Division Two that they moved up to Division One. So, uh, beating Michigan will have a lot to do. I was just looking up. Okay, that was in 2007. Okay, I was about yeah. to say they didn't just beat Michigan and then jump up, did they? Because I'd feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I. I, I actually think he'll he'll be serviceable. He's going to re- more or less fill that old Vontez perfect role minus the targeting. <laughs> yeah. So, and and they were very very thirsty for for a linebacking core, and it seems like they got to with him and uh, Akeem Davis Gaither, and then um, edge rusher, nice depth piece behind what they already have there. 
uh, and Sam Hubbard and oh god uh, Carlos Dunlap edge rusher so they have a nice rotational guy in uh, Khalid Kareem from Notre Dame so and uh, did grab him an offensive lineman in the sixth round that's the only issue I have right now is their offensive line still not very good uh, they do get Jonah Williams back so add that in as another first round pick basically because he was basically redshirted his first year with an ACL injury mm-hmm. so as long as he can come back and be healthy I I, I give him an A um, Browns right after that A minus oh. I was so happy with this draft. Yes, it was a very, this, very solid draft for them. This has been, as a, as as the Browns fan of the show, I cannot tell you and express my disdain for the last few years of their drafting. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says about Baker. I'm still not sold on him. But This is going to be the year, honestly. It, I mean, if, it that, happen, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm not shocked. This, um, this is the year where they decide if they want to pick up his fifth year option because he's yeah. going into his third year. So after this year, they'll I decide just, whether they want to pick up his fifth year. I'm, I'm finally happy with the Cleveland draft. Yeah, they actually Overall, did smart things. Mm-hmm. I they they killed it honestly um, with uh, Jedrick Wills in the first round. He was my offensive tackle number two, and they got him as a third offensive tackle off the board. So killer. Uh, Grant Delpit in the second round, amazing safety. He's got some tackling issues, but he gets reunited with Greedy Williams, who he played with in college. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle from Missouri, be a nice run stopper for him. And they're uh, three forty, no, they run four three, because uh, Miles Garrett's playing defensive end. And then uh, Jacob Phillips, linebacker, ancillary piece, hopefully can fill the good pass coverage shoes of Joe Schobert now that he's gone. And I believe with yeah, the Raiders of the Giants. Yeah, uh, kind of a little bit. Harrison Bryant, a little surprising, but uh, it was a little yeah, surprising at first until I looked into Stefanski more mm-hmm. um, with the way he likes to run his two tight end sets. Yeah, but I mean, with David and Joku still there, that <laughs> like with David and Joku on the bench hurt. I know, but if if he can stay healthy, he spark score wise, he is still one of the most athletic guys. He can't run block for shit though. No, so. Was it he's? Uh, I can't say I don't like Njoku. He's just never on the fucking field. Yeah, you'll understand this reference uh, once you get there because you've been watching New Girl at, at my behest. Um, <laughs> but he's he's just Lynn's Palace. He's he's all right. He's okay. All right, I'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I'm six it's the episodes. Cross, in. It's, it's the crossover episode that they do with uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. Um. But yeah, uh, Nick Harris, they got a, a depth piece center in the fifth round, Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan, who could work out. I mean, he showed he, he showed some promise when you have Shea Patterson throwing you the ball, though, in college. It's hard to probably, look. He, he should sue him for, because I feel like Donovan Peoples-Jones could have ended up in like the third or fourth round, but he yes. should sue the sue fuck Shea out of Shea Patterson. Patterson. <laughs> yeah, for fucking you made him me look bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they got an A- for me, along with... The former Browns, the Baltimore Ravens. Shh. Don't you ever say that again. I don't care if it's right. Don't be that guy. Let's see here. Uh, they got an A- minus from me. Now, theirs was really close to an A+. plus. It was, honestly. Um, I think, and actually on NFL.com here, they got an A+. Plus. Let's say Yahoo gave them a B. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah the, the Ravens and the Cowboys got an A plus from NFL.com. Yeah, um, they they gave the pick of J.K. Dobbins a C plus. 
<laughs> I love that pick naturally. Um, just because their three thousand yard rushing offense. We'll start with the second pick because um, I, I still love their first pick. But uh, J.K. Dobbins for fantasy relevance. Uh, if you got him in your rookie draft this year, be happy. Don't expect a whole lot this year. Like he'll he'll have games where he he maybe out touches Mark Ingram or out produces Mark Ingram with less touches. But next year they can cut Mark Ingram completely, almost I think completely cap free. Um, for like a million dollars or two million, so yeah. that's not going to count much against them. And J.K. Dobbins, I think, could finish as a running back one at some point in his career, like the running back one, not a running back one, the running, the back, running one. back one. Yes, uh, just being in that offense, he he legitimately does not even have to transition. They run the same style of offense at Ohio State. Yeah, it's going to be such an easy fucking transition for him going from a guy like. Um, Justin Fields, who's very mobile, to the most mobile quarterback with Lamar Jackson, who if they're running read options, that is going to do nothing but open wide, wide-ass holes for J.K. Dobbins in the run game. Same thing, I mean, for Mark Ingram, that's why even at 29, he was so fantasy relevant last year. And he's good. I mean, Mark Ingram's good. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said before, this pick worries me for that reason because I am the Mark Ingram owner in our Dynasty League. Mm-hmm. I guess he's the J.K. Dobbins owner. Yeah, fuck yourself. Um, that's what happens when everybody in our league gave you their first round picks. Not everybody, two people. Well, it was three. Yeah, you had four picks in the first round, didn't you? I had three. I I moved back from Chad's spot back to my original spot to get that Kittle trade done with Alex. But so I ended up with my original pick back. Regardless, it's disgusting. Yeah. Came away but, with DeAndre Swift. Jerry Judy and J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, not super. I'm losing faith a little bit in DeAndre Swift, but we'll see. But yeah, with Mark Ingram, he's 30 now, mm-hmm. and he'll be 31 by the season start. I think somewhere around there. Yeah, he's he's coming up to that age where running backs start leaving the league and and on that decline. Yeah, unless you're Frankel. Yeah, unless you have Before the Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Agreed. And so I, I I can start to see Mark Ingram's numbers start dwindling anyway, and I think he'll just be a good veteran presence to kind of help mentor Dobbins along. And, and maybe either either he'll retire or peace out to a new team. Yeah, so. he can he can trust hype the fuck out of those guys. Right. Trust. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I love that pick. I love Patrick Queen. I don't want to say Ray Lewis, but, but. I just did. <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to be – you can't live up to that hype. You really can't. But I think with their hole, their biggest hole is middle linebacker. They they have two spots to fill because they run mostly 3-4. They, they run hybrid defenses. They change it all around. They can run a fucking 46 defense. They can run a 3-4. They can run a 4-3. They run multiple, but they mostly run 3-4. And so they needed two middle linebackers. Middle linebacker, sorry, I'm losing my voice. They got two in the first round and in the third round. They got Malik Harrison as well. I think both of those guys are going to show out and be amazing for them and help their defense get even better. Uh, and they did, did take Justin Matabuki from uh, Texas A&M. I had a second-round grade on him. They, had a third, they get, got him in the third. So 
that's a bit of a steal for me. So this is why they're still at an A minus. The big reason they got dropped to an A minus from an A plus or an A is because they did not get another edge rusher. Um, they have Matthew Jude on there right now. They needed another one. They still have, I think it's Jalen Ferguson uh, playing left edge rusher. I'm not super sold on him. He's not highly productive. They lost Chris Wormley. Shout out. <laughs> um, he, I mean, don't get me wrong. Really cool that he was a part of our, our sports network, but he's got two career sacks as well. So uh, they did bring in Calais Campbell, which will help their interior pass rush. Uh, losing Michael Pierce, who was a nose tackle. I think that's what Justin Matabuku is going to be. You know, he'll help them run stuff quite a bit mm-hmm. and just kind of clog the hole to free up space for guys, you know, like Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison. So uh, they get a couple offensive guards. One of them is probably going to replace Marshall Yonda. I think he's still playing this year, but he's 35, 36. So former all pro offensive guard. Got any feelings on the Ravens draft? Personally, I think they did well. Fantasy wise, I'm mad about it. Yeah. I can't I can't be happy. Yeah. It's the Ravens. Like I'm not allowed to be happy about it. Exactly. <laughs> Same as the Colts taking Michael Pittman in the second round. Like, fuck, T. Y. Hilton, man. <laughs> Exactly. All all of my picks are being bad. Like all these picks are hurting my dynasty team. Yeah, all your like 29, 30 year old guys. Yeah, like uh, which just, we have a trade in the works. I want you to forget that. No, I didn't so, forget about it. It's still. I just don't that, know if. I don't know breathe. if I want to get rid of them. Yeah. I love um, them so much. <laughs> well, no, because Alex, we'll we'll keep it to ourselves. I don't know if we've talked to Alex about it, but he uh. He listens I'm, to the show, so I'm assuming our trade kind of hinges something into a trade with him. No, 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 no oh. not at all. No, I was just trying to keep it a surprise because I know sometimes you tell him about trades with me, and he tells you about trades with me, and I tell you about trades with him, and shit like that. So we're all just snitches on each other, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, because we're, I mean, the three most active people in our league. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, overall, I, th- I thought the Ravens killed it. Now the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me scroll all the way down here. <laughs> they took... I, w- I wanted them to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But they took my favorite wide receiver in the draft. Do you imagine if Chase Claypool went to the Eagles with, with their second round pick? Gross. I, I, I would have... I would have... I would have liked that more than Jalen Rieger because I think he would have at least separated himself from the. I would have cried. There's so many like speedsters in the Eagles' offense now. With I know, don't get me wrong. I know Goodwin doesn't quite have the hands and the route running, and then Deshaun Jackson's injury prone as fuck and also like 34 years old. Same with Alshon. Yeah, but I mean Alshon's big, so he doesn't count in that. You know what I mean? And that yeah, he's their big physical red zone threat along with Ertz and Goddard, but um. Yeah, sorry, we're back to talking about this draft again. I'm get down to the Steelers. <laughs> wrong, wrong Pennsylvania team here. Where are they at? Where are they at? They have them ranked at 30. I I gave them a little bit of a pass because they did get an all-pro safety with their first-round pick. Yeah, and they, gave, they gave up the first-round for Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and he fucking killed it and just went to show, like, uh, the Dolphins don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right? 
Um, I, I think they have a little more idea of what they're doing with, with Brian Flores there now, though. Um, Rather than Adam yeah, Case. Your boy, like you said, Chase Claypool to the Steelers. I, the only I'm thing actually, that worries about me. I'm going to say I'm not uh, mad about the landing spot for him. Mm-hmm. But you got Deontay Johnson and Juju still there. And James Washington. You have Juju and you have Deontay Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about James Washington. He'll he'll beat him out in camp, which will put him third, which will allow both Deontay and Juju to swap in and out. Because mm-hmm. they both like or slot. Yep. And Chase Claypool will have solid outside spot. And Big Ben, even though he's old, still has enough of an arm to be able to get him the ball downfield. Now, my issue with that is for dynasty owners, after this year. Has been gone. <laughs> like, if he gets hurt again, anybody who has shares in Pittsburgh's offense might as well just flush him down the toilet. Exactly. But uh, yeah, they they did get uh, another running back to try and supplement James Conner's health, basically, uh, and Anthony McFarland. But they do still have Benny Snell there and Jalen Samuels. Uh, did get an interior offensive lineman in the fourth round as well, Kevin Dotson from uh, Louisiana. Alex Highsmith, edge rusher from Charlotte, small school, in the third round. So he, he'll be able to slot um, on the opposite side of, of T.J. Watt and fill in. Um, I forget who they're – they have another better edge rusher there already, but he'll be able to kind of swap in and out with, with them. Now my thing is I'm honestly shocked that they didn't use one of, the, one of their third-round picks. I think they had two in the third. They had one. They had two in the fourth. Okay. Yeah. That they didn't take one of those late round quarterbacks. They take it. Yeah, I was. To, I was a little surprised of, too. I, I'm fine with them not taking Jake Fromm, but with one of those fourth round picks, I think I have to look and see where, did, where, where Jacob Eason. Yeah. Yeah. What pick he went at? Jacob Eason. Uh, pick one twenty two in round four. They could have gotten him. Um, no, no, they would have had, they would have yeah, they, they would have taken him third, but yeah, they easily. yeah, with, with how far Eason fell, I feel like he would have been a perfect pit fit to land there. I think they probably wanted Jalen Hurts and the Eagles took him in the second round and they were like, oh fuck, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he went at pick 42 and they took Chase Claypool at 49. So I, that's where I had him landing. Honestly, was Jalen Hurts to the, to the Steelers. That would have been – I would have fucking loved that. But at that point, if they took him with their second-round pick, they wouldn't have had Chase Claypool. So, <sighs> talking quantum theory over here. <laughs> but, yeah, overall, I mean, they got a C-plus for me, mostly for Minka Fitzpatrick but, uh, and, and Chase Claypool. We'll see if Alex Highsmith can be uh, a productive rotational edge rusher and if Kevin Dotson can end up being a starting offensive guard for them, I don't think I, I don't think anything comes of Anthony McFarland or their sixth or seventh round picks, yeah. which were a safety and a defensive tackle for those wondering. Um, so that'll move us into our ultimate division, the final division we have here: uh, the Colts, the Jags, the Texans, and the Titans. And this is where you will see my only other F grade. I'm going to. Oh, don't guess. We'll, we'll let, no, we'll I, let I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at everything. And if I had to take a guess. I have two A's, a C, and an F. 
I'm putting it on that team. Okay. okay. I've, made, so I've made my decision. Alphabetically, we'll start with the Colts. Um, so, again, traded their first-round pick for DeForest Buckner. Awesome interior defensive lineman, can run stop, can pass rush. I said that right. Yeah. <laughs> Proud um, of you. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's who they got with their first pick, uh, number 13, which went to the 49ers. And um, Michael Pittman in the second round, love it. Absolutely adore it. He is the perfect opposite player of T.Y. Hilton. They got a big body dude who, I mean, gives them a target in the red zone. I, I think Jack Doyle, honestly, of all the receivers on their team, Jack Doyle could end up with the most touchdowns. Wouldn't surprise me. Old baby hands. Mm-hmm. But he's he's – Stout at route running, and he's a big dude. I think he's six four. So, um, but yeah, love Michael Pittman. Absolutely love them getting Jonathan Taylor. Yep, him behind I'm that so excited about that. is so goddamn dangerous. And yeah. he was the only other one in like non two two QB leagues that I'm fine with going one one in rookie drafts because might not see it this year just because he's got you know Naheem Hines there to vulture some of the passing down work and, and Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack to vulture some of the you know the end zone work. I. Jonathan Taylor will be the lead back there to start the season. I'm, I'm saying it right now. Um, but, yeah, no, Julian Blackman, safety from Utah in the second round, helping their, their defense out, giving a, a safety opposite of Malik Hooker, who's been good. He's not been great. Um, but Jacob Eason in the fourth round as a project quarterback to sit behind Phillip Rivers for a year while you still have a good backup. And, and, and Jacoby Brissett. And Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Let him, let him be third. Let him sit behind those two guys and sponge all that shit up for a year. Maybe two if Philip Rivers st- sticks around. And I think that's that's perfect. That's why they get an A for me. Um, just because of their first-round pick was DeForest Buckner, basically. They got nothing but offensive help with Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. Um, two great skill position guys in my book. Uh, Julian Blackman, I do think, will actually help them defensively and then getting a project quarterback in the fourth round who could be the your future quarterback, honestly. Yeah, honestly, I, I... – like the the ceiling that Jacob Eason has, I yes. think he's got a lot of talent. And I think, I think you let him sit two to three years. He was the guy that I knew had to sit. Him and I mean Jordan Love too, but both That's of those guys thing. went to good situations. I mean, Aaron Rodgers might fucking hate him, and I feel like Philip Rivers would be like, "Yeah, man, put his arm around him and like." Let me show you the ropes. This is how you impregnate a woman fucking 15 times. But I say, I have as many kids as you are old. Come here, kid. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, and a small win for Jacob Eason. He was replaced by Jake Fromm at Georgia when when Eason got hurt and then transferred to Washington. He, uh, I think he went to a small school in between there before he ended up at Washington. But for Jacob Eason to go in the fourth round where Jake Fromm went in the fifth round, like, ha, huh, fuck you, you stole my job. And I still went higher in the draft than you. <laughs> right. To a better situation. I mean, the back of Bill's job is exactly that. You have to hope that Josh Allen gets hurt. Yeah. Jacob Eason actually has a slight path to be able to be their starting quarterback behind a veteran quarterback. Right say, now, so. Because Philip Rivers is old, and Jacoby mm-hmm. Brissett seems to be – he's been hurt before, right, aside from this year? Yeah. I mean, he's he's been hurt before, but he's just – He's clearly a backup in the league. I think he proved it this last year. Like, he's good. He's serviceable. He can. He can but help his team. They finished. I mean, they finished seven and nine. Yeah, but he's not a starter. Yeah, he's not a franchise quarterback. So I, I did. I actually really like the Colts draft. NFL.com gave him a B, but I think overall. Yeah, it, Yahoo gave him a C. Yeah, I thought I thought they nailed it. Um, Jags also with an A. 
I absolutely loved their draft. Let's see here. Which is funny. I wish I could have said that for the Packers because they took Jordan Love, but I really couldn't. Nope. They fucking Maybe if they took him later in the draft where he was should have been. How how much of because there's a kicker whose last name is Blewett who was in this draft. If the fucking 49ers took him with their last pick, well, we blew it. <laughs> like that would have been perfect. Um, just pulling it up here. There they are. Uh, yeah, even NFL.com slightly agrees with me. I thought they killed it, with, especially with their first fucking four picks, which is their first three rounds because they had two in the first. C.J. Henderson. Uh, best man corner outside of Jeffrey Okuda. I was hoping he would slide to the Cowboys, but he didn't. C.D. Lamb did it instead. I'm still happy. Um, Kalevon Chase on. Now we'll have to see if if he can handle a full-time pass rush. Like, if he can stay on the field. He, he's not very good at run-stopping. He's very good at setting the edge in passing downs, but not on running downs. So we'll have to see if he can be a full-time pass rusher in their scheme. Um, they did get the other Josh Allen last year, so I think that'll be a nice one-two combo for them. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, one of my favorite wide receivers in the draft, yeah. I think will be a really good complement to DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. And then uh, Devon Hamilton, I think, will start for them in the defensive tackle. They'll move him to end, uh, and he'll fill that Calais Campbell role. But overall, and I mean, they got uh, – I'll scroll down a little bit because i got to put my phone on the laptop. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, they got an interior offensive line. I mean, even their fourth round, they got more defensive help in another corner and a linebacker, and then an offensive tackle to maybe help uh, that pretty bad offensive line. I know it's a little late in the draft, but you never know with mid-round offensive line. And I think yeah. they can hit, especially from a small school. He went to St. John's in Minnesota. Um, so we'll see if he can kind of help Minshew be the man down there in Jacksonville. Uh uh, yeah, I don't really see any other notable names there. Yeah, and then as for the Houston Texans, my other F. Yeah, it was a pretty easy. It was a yeah, right. Easy one, honestly, <laughs> I mean they they get the F right off the bat for getting David Johnson in six dollars uh, for New Hopkins and a second round pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see where they had them here. They had them pretty low on this list, too. Yeah, they were 28. First, first thing Yahoo says, if I included the off-season trades, Bill O'Brien would have received an F. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they gave him a exactly. C plus outside of that, though. This was a C. Now, Ross Blacklock can play for them. Everybody else, we'll see. Uh, Jonathan Greenland, Edge, from Florida. They didn't have a first-round pick because they got it for Laramie Tunsil, and I tried to incorporate that a little bit, but with how bad the rest of that offensive line is, uh, one left tackle is not going to save Deshaun Watson. No. I'm sorry. Not for a first-round pick. And Kenny Stills is a cut candidate at this point already. Yes. Because they have Brandon Cooks there. They have Will Fuller there. They have Kiki QT there. They just paid Randall Cobb. That's four receivers. Yeah, I, like, I don't I, know why Randall Cobb is still in the fucking league. I, I mean. His better years he, are behind him at Green Bay. Statistically, he played well last year. On the field, there were – Many times where I just was doing the the stand from South Park. Yeah, <laughs> this pension. I'm pretty brush. sure I could probably run faster than Randall Cobb does. Yeah, it's just I'm kidding, but I probably could. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I 
Stills being a cut candidate and Laramie Tunsil not fixing the entire offensive line. Like he played really well last year and he looks yeah, like he did. A, a solid starting left tackle. But for a first round pick, I just feel like, I, I mean, they could have gotten that in this draft, especially with how deep it was at tackle. But it, just overall, man, they fucking missed. They failed. They got an F. Uh, they lost New Hopkins. I, and honestly, I incorporated that a little bit because I, I, I tried to include Brandon Cooks too. And he's not as injury prone as we think he is. It's just he's been on four different teams in as many years for a specific reason or for in five years. So maybe, I, maybe this will be the good spot for him. You never know. Yeah, I, I tried throwing something out there, a third rounder and some fab to uh, Alex because he was shopping him hard. He's like, oh, I'm going to stick it out. I'm like, okay, fine. I don't care. <laughs> I don't I don't need Brandon Cooks, but if you're willing to take a third round pick for him, please, um, I'll take that shot. Yeah. So, yeah, they got the F. And then the other team that got the C plus was the Tennessee Titans. I, you know, it, it was Ling's Palace. <laughs> they replaced that's good what was his name they just went to cleveland jack oh jack 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 yeah yeah. they they drafted as a wilson to replace jack conklin because he went to cleveland a bit of a reach yeah they they definitely reached for him um but to get christian fulton that far in Mm -hmm. and that's what that's what got them the plus on for me um Darrington, Darrington, God damn it, Darrington Evans, third time's a charm. I like, I think uh, he's another one of those Appalachian State players that could eventually end up taking that starting job. If, if they don't want to pay big money after his, uh, after big man's franchise tags up, Derrick Henry, sorry, <laughs> I couldn't think of it for a second, so I was stalling. Sorry, it's late at night, so I know who Derrick Henry is. I'm not. Not a shitty fancy football yes, advisor. I'm just kidding. Yeah. If he was, but, um, we wouldn't be on the show together. <laughs> yeah, if I was, you wouldn't have had a championship last year. Fuck off. Um, I believe I won that championship. Yeah, I know. You built that team off of my back and my knowledge, sir. Yeah, well, it's my team though. Yeah. <laughs> and who did you barely beat in the championship? Yeah. Say, and who did I steal from you one round before you did? <laughs> just because of the way the draft fell. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like Christian Fulton. I do like Darrington Evans. Um, them kind of trying to supplement Jarrell Casey going to the Broncos for like a fucking seventh-round pick or whatever they got back for him. Um, and uh, was it Laurel Murchison? Yeah, from North Carolina State. Maybe he'll be able to make the team and fill that spot. Let's say not they, well. They I'm assuming scooped up a quarter, the quarterback from Hawaii. Hawaii, yeah, Cole McDonald. We'll see. He'll probably be on their on their. He, if he's not on their roster, he'll be on their practice squad. Or he, I mean, he could make the team. I mean, Marcus Mariota's gone, so we'll see who their backup is. I yeah, think, were they one of the teams that signed a somewhat notable backup? Titans QBs twenty twenty. No, Tannehill's the only quarterback on that roster. <laughs> and now Cole. But so I was covering my mouth while I was speaking. Say, I got here. Oh, um, you know who would be perfect? They got Logan Woodside. Oh, Logan Woodside, too. Yeah. 
former Toledo guy, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, he was on their practice squad last year, I believe. Might, no, he might have been on the 53. Oh, well. Um, you know who would be a, a good solid backup for them? Trade a seventh-round pick for him. Alex Smith. Dude, the dude's earned it. Like, he's yeah. been through hell. Give him a fucking job. I mean, honestly, I mean, he's probably going to be, now that um, Keenum's gone to Cleveland, there's, there's some more alliteration for you, even though one's a K and one's a C. But see, um, he'll, um, he, is he still under contract with Washington? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he comes back, he'd be a solid backup to Dwayne. Yeah, see, that, him I, a bit. I need to look into this stuff with Alex Smith because everybody's freaking out about it. Do you watch the video of him working out? Yeah, you yeah, him working out is fantastic. Toche. Like he looks yeah, great. Toast sent that to our group chat. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm thrilled for him, man. Honestly, I, I would love to see Alex Smith. I haven't watched what happened, but everything I've heard people describing what was oh, you don't need to. going it's, on with his leg. It's disgusting and dangly. Yeah, and to see him come back and working out and looking fantastic mm-hmm. in that, I was stoked. What was also a, a, probably about as equally gross was. When they had the, the big, it's not a splint, but the, like the cradle around it after he had his surgery, and it didn't even look like a fucking leg anymore. Gross. Yeah, like it just looked like fucking cottage cheese and like. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was, <laughs> it was gnarly looking. Like he had elephantitis almost. Well, I'm glad I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you could probably stomach the the post surgery picture. It just looks weird. Like, like I have a horribly weak stomach have you ever have you ever seen those those art pictures where like you can tell what things are supposed to be but you have no idea anything in the picture is i have to figure out what kind of the name of that art is but like you look at everything yeah it's a it's a picture that they set up and everything kind of looks similar to your brain but you your brain can't make out what anything is in the image yeah that's what his leg looks like gross (laughs) (laughs) well but yeah c plus for me for the titans i I think they're going to take a massive dip this year, man. I do. I, I like. They could the still upside. make. They could still make the playoffs in the seventeen format. They could. I don't see it happening. I see them going like six and ten. I'm actually. I think. I'm going to take a big step this year. By the mm-hmm. time the season starts, I'm going to try to do some statting stuff. Kind of like yeah, no, we've talked about that. We want to. We want to do yeah, some stats. I know. I get a better computer before I do that. Yeah, you. You do. You've always already done it before. The, no, this, this is gonna be a whole jump for me. You're it's, talking about doing season predictions. I, I'm talking like each team. Yeah. Not no, I'm like talking each player. I'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking. I'm talking. I might do each player. Each, I'm for yeah. sure doing each game and predicting. Yeah, but see, I've never done that. Like that's gonna be mm-hmm. a big step for me. Like I know that's 256 predictions. There. Yeah. So. Oh, and not that's not including playoffs. I do playoffs too. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna. I got plenty of time before the season starts to try to make that happen. I'm trying to think. That's what six, uh, ten, twelve, thirteen. So two fifty six plus thirteen puts it at two sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> So, all right, guys, that'll that'll wrap us up. Uh, all of our draft grades are grading greatness or lack thereof. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, again, don't forget to check out our socials. Uh, any other plugs we had, we did last show, so you guys can 
if you checked out the other one, you can check us out there. But uh, at at BB or sorry, Beard Brothers FF on Twitter, if you want to give us a follow, and then Beard Brothers Fantasy Football everywhere else. And then uh, for Beardsman Sports Network, we uh, should have a Twitter page here pretty soon. If you want to give us a follow there as well, we'll come up. We'll give you a Twitter handle once we get that going as well. And so, I have uh, me and Alex when we were working on logo work the other day, we've actually started doing site work too. So we will have a website hopefully. Cool. That's what I was gonna say. I want a site or an app along or with our both. Twitter page. It just with a Twitter page, I thought what really do for it. Yeah, so because um, we, we want to do a lot more than just podcasts. We want to do some articles and stuff too. So mm-hmm. which I will write a couple. As will I. I will do some if you're only listening to the audio version of this, do yourself a favor. At least check into this timestamp, whatever it is here. I can't mm-hmm. see now. Yeah, check your phone and then go yeah. over to the video. And then watch Dylan <laughs> dance very, very awkwardly. Very white man awkwardly. Yeah, that's yeah, it's that is white middle aged dad dancing right there. You're not quite middle aged. Get there. So. But that is it for the show. Alright guys. Yeah, we appreciate you listening. We love you all and we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Oh. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you guys on the next week episode. Don't forget, fuck coal, buy propane. We're off.